The Florida Gators need a quarterback, and we're going to talk about who are two transfer portal options here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy Wednesday. I'm Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and Giants Country of SI.com. Omaha Stakes is the one that brings you today's episode. And Omaha Stakes is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every single unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code Locked On at checkout, and get an extra $30 off your order. And now we're, we're talking about the transfer portal because that's something that we've been talking about for weeks. Don't worry, there is more recruiting content coming your way tomorrow john garcia so he'll, he'll be here but as far as just the transfer portal goes there's a name that florida Gators, there's two names that florida gators fans have passed around for a while now um and they weren't in the portal it was grayson mccall and it was michael pratt we'll talk about both of those guys first we're going to talk about grayson mccall who yes it is very funny that you know last year he was like i'm coming back to coastal carolina i piss teal and i mean it and then he he transfers. Um, his name's been around for a while. Uh, Chandler, you you know who you are. I don't want to put your info out there if you don't want it out there, but you know who you are. And the Lockdown Gators Discord, which by the way, link in the description below, spoke about it a while back with Grayson McCall. And I know that between myself and a couple of other people who either cover gators or cover just college football in general when we talk about grayson mccall we usually go okay i think he's going back to liberty we go i think he's going to follow jamie chadwell who was his head coach at coastal carolina and is now at liberty we go okay i think he's going to go to liberty and be the quarterback there to stay in that system which again i like i said i think that's what's going to happen i hope it doesn't i want him in gainesville but i think that's what's going to happen i know a lot of people think that's what's going to happen but I also feel like so much of that is just us saying a coach left the program and then the starting quarterback who was incredibly successful with that coach also hit the transfer portal. So he's probably going to follow suit, right? Eh, maybe. Um, but I also think that not enough people are talking about Grayson McCall for the past couple of years has dominated at the group of five level. Maybe now he wants to take that step up to the power five level, which is what I think might happen also. Um, and I get it as far as talking about Grayson McCall. I think when you talk about Grayson McCall, the first thing people bring up is Coastal Carolina is a triple option offense. It's not necessarily. There are some triple option wrinkles in there i would call it more of an rpo heavy offense with the triple option being involved in that but uh 
Yeah, I don't think that they're a triple option offense. Maybe it's also just based on the description where maybe you consider a triple op- option offense just a team that does it a lot. I know that myself and a lot of other people usually consider it triple option as that's their main thing, in which case I don't think that's the case with Coastal Carolina. Um, again, they involve the triple option, but this is a team that still throws the ball a normal amount of times. Uh they threw the ball only 4% less than Florida, so is Florida a, an option type of offense? Uh, obviously, no. They just run the ball a lot. But Coastal Carolina, they throw the ball as well. As far as also the triple option, Anthony Richardson ran the ball more than Grace McCall. Not just, you know, not just oh, Anthony Richardson scrambled more or whatever it is. No. Anthony Richardson had more designed quarterback runs or option runs and keepers than Grayson McCall had. So it's not just like, oh, well, Anthony Richardson scrambles more. Nope, because guess what? He had more designed runs as well. So that that kind of takes that one out. Because I don't care. It, I don't care what a defense does. If you run a triple option offense, your quarterback's going to have a lot of designed carries, right? Grayson McCall didn't. Um as far as also just just translating to this system, I think that and and Seth Varnador did a great video talking about the passing concepts, which we've been talking about, by the way, of like Billy Napier does a good job of calling NFL plays. I've been talking about this in the Lockdown Gators Discord forever, where even the, the the simple things like just the formation that they come out in, Billy Napier does the things that NFL teams are doing that the Rams, who just won the Super Bowl last year, granted they suck this year, who just won the Super Bowl last year, are doing offensively. Like he does things that the 49ers are doing, that the Dolphins are doing. He he does all these things that NFL teams that are successful offensive teams are doing. It's just one, the execution sucks, or two, when he's calling those plays is the issue. Um, so I think when you look at it and you go, okay, well, if execution can be better, That'd be awesome because this is a a very close to NFL scheme where it's just a matter of the execution and when plays are called. Anthony Richardson threw the ball more for screens than Grayson McCall did, by the way. Uh, I want to point that out because I know someone else was also like, oh, well, Coastal Carolina throws a lot of screens. AR threw more. So and more just generally behind the line of scrimmage passes. Um, I think the thing where people get confused with Coastal Carolina is they're a creative offense that uses a ton of motion, ton of pre-snap motion. They do some gimmicky things. Gimmicky, we'll put in air quotes, because um, you know, one, I love air quotes. Two, I don't think it's necessarily gimmicky as much as it's just strategy with the orbit bubble and you fake the handoff and then you have the, or not even fake the handoff. Then you run that option and then you have the option to pitch or keep it or throw it somewhere. And there's a lot that could happen with that play. So I don't think it's gimmicky. I just think it's really creative and there's a lot of different wrinkles to everything that Coastal Carolina does with Jamie Chadwell. And I think that's one of the reasons people think it's a triple option or it's just a gimmicky offense gimmicky offenses aren't that successful for the years that uh, Coastal Carolina has been successful offensively. So that's not a thing. The rates as far as between Anthony Richardson and Grayson McCall, the rates are not that different between targeting short or far, like deep 20 plus yards 
it's not even that different medium. It's just Grayson McCall is a lot more in that zero to nine yard range. Uh, and obviously a little less everywhere else. And he throws a lot more in that zero to nine yard, which I don't, I don't care about that. <laughs> you know, I mean, he's doing it in coastal Carolina. Give him some sec caliber weapons. Let him throw that to Aiden Mizell, to Eugene Wilson, the third Ricky Pearsall, and just let them run. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm cool with that. I don't know if you guys are, I'm cool with that. Also just talent wise. Cause I know that I spent this whole time talking about scheme talent wise, Grayson McCall, could make any of the passes that Billy Napier will ask him to make. His arm is not nearly as strong as Anthony Richardson's, but he's still got the arm talent to make the throws needed. He's not going to be zipping these 15-yard out routes, and he's not going to be throwing the 60-yard bombs, but he can make every throw that this offense needs him to make, and that's an important part. I want him in Gainesville. Um He's a top three quarterback for me if, if we're talking about transfer portal. I think it's Grayson McCall. It's Sam Hartman. And it's Michael Pratt, who we're about to talk about. But um, yeah, by the way, also Grayson McCall is the only one of those three in the transfer portal at the time of recording this on Tuesday afternoon. So things could change. Uh, but we're about to talk about Michael Pratt from Tulane. But first, before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Omaha Steaks, the holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha Steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together special curated gift packages to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you a holiday hero. I know I do it every year because Omaha Steaks is with us pretty much every year, and it, it makes me seem really awesome and they love meat, you know? Send an assortment of mouthwatering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, which I like boneless chicken. I'm, I, I don't like to work for my food. I'm sorry. Ultra-juicy burgers and even easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. I know that's a snap, whatever. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Minimum order may be required. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We're available daily. And free wherever you listen to podcasts. Now we're talking about Michael Pratt. And Michael Pratt is someone that I have been digging into for weeks now. um, Because rumors have been swirling for quite some time. Michael Pratt is, of course, the quarterback at Tulane who has been starting since his freshman year. He's been getting walloped the entire time. He is not in the portal. He also does have a game against, uh, I believe they play Oklahoma in a couple weeks. But... He's not in the portal right now. If he hits the portal, I think he immediately flies to the top of the list for Billy Napier and for the Florida Gators if they don't add a quarterback by then, which it's a little bit of an important distinction to say if they don't add a quarterback by then because when we're looking at the bowl games, um, look, the transfer portal waits for no man, right? And you're looking at who does Florida want to add, who could Florida add, and they play on January 2nd. January 2nd, which means that you've got to wait another three weeks to even find out if Michael Pratt is going to hit the portal. And if he does hit the portal, you then have to convince him to come to Florida. Um, I th- Again, I think that Florida is the top of his list. I think he's the top of Florida's list if Sam Hartman doesn't go. But 
waiting three weeks for something that isn't guaranteed, I think it's a hard sell if you're on this Florida coaching staff to go, yeah, no, we really need a quarterback, but we'll wait three weeks for a maybe. Because a lot of guys will probably decide within those three weeks where they want to go. Because you'll see bowl games get played in the next week and a half, and then you're in mid-late December, and a lot of quarterbacks are probably going to be making their decisions as to where they're going to be playing next year. So, yeah, magical year for Tulane. It was an incredible year. They beat UCF. It was an awesome year. But it's I think that's the biggest obstacle here is just because you don't know if Michael Pratt's going to hit the portal. So I think that's the biggest obstacle of going, will Michael Pratt hit the portal? And if he does hit the portal, can we, are we confident that we can convince him to come to Florida? Because if we, you know, sit on our hands and then we wait for him, you might miss out on him. And because you were waiting on him, you might miss out on other portal quarterbacks as well. And you might be not screwed for 2023, but it's not an ideal situation to have Jack Miller III, who we'll see what he's about this weekend, but you have Jack Miller the third. Max Brown and Jaden Rashada as your main starting quarterback options. And let's be honest, I don't think many of us are comfortable with that looking at it. Looking at how Michael Pratt compares with Tulane and Florida uh, just scheme-wise, because we did it for Grayson McCall, Tulane actually throws more screens than Florida and Coastal Carolina. Tulane throws more screens. So, yeah, uh, that's what it is. I think the difficult part about projecting um, Michael Pratt stepping up to the SEC as opposed to Grayson McCall stepping up to the SEC. I think that the two-lane offense wasn't as reliant on Michael Pratt as the Coastal Carolina offense was on Grayson McCall. I will also say, though, that any time that Michael Pratt was asked to shoulder the load, he did it. Like, like he's done anything he's been asked to. He's been hit relentlessly by opposing defenses, especially in his freshman year. He was just getting walloped and walloped and walloped and walloped, and he was just getting wrecked his freshman year consistently. He's also shown that he can make tight window throws before. Uh, I I want to say it was against Southern Methodist where he threw a, a beautiful little rainbow pass just right over the defender, right into the bucket for the receiver. And it was a great ball. Like, it, was, it was a great pass. And that's one of the passes where you're going to look at Michael Pratt and you're going to go, okay, like he could play in the SEC and he can, he can maybe play in the NFL as well, making those tight window throws. But again, he wasn't asked to do it often. Michael Pratt, like Grayson McCall as well, takes care of the football very well. I think Grayson McCall had two or three interceptions this year. Michael Pratt had five, if I'm not mistaken. That's that's taking care of the football. We know this year taking care of the football was a big issue for Anthony Richardson for the first half of the year. Um, so we know that that was a big issue for Florida this year, turning the ball over. Neither Michael Pratt or Grayson McCall, the two quarterbacks we're going in depth on today, do that. That's not a concern. That is fantastic. If you're looking at this from a a Florida point of view. I know people in Tulane love Michael Pratt. He's a leader. He's a hard worker. He's all these things that you want in a quarterback. And I'm not saying that Grayson McCall, Sam Hartman, or Anthony Richardson aren't those things. 
I'm just saying that I've spoken to people in Tulane that know Michael Pratt and that they've been like, hey, you know, he's awesome. We love him. I'm going to be so sad if he leaves. I will be happy if he leaves, if he comes to Gainesville. And Michael Pratt's not talked about as someone that makes plays with his legs. He's not a amazing athlete, but he's been plenty capable when he's asked to run the ball. I think he's one of those guys where you go, you're not going to ask him to to run the ball often. Like you're probably not going to dial up a ton of QB keepers for him. You might, but you probably won't. But you also know that when he scrambles, he can take off and pick up chunk plays where, you know, Grayson McCall, you expect the run. Anthony Richardson, you expect the run. Michael Pratt's one of those guys where you don't expect the run, but I still think I still think that you have to respect that run. And if you don't, he's going to kill you on it. Um, so Michael Pratt, Grayson McCall, two quarterbacks I would absolutely love to have in Gainesville. We'll see if Michael Pratt hits the transfer portal. And again, it's a matter of, you know, does he announce it tomorrow that he's like, hey, I'm going to hit the portal after the bowl game? I don't think he does that. I think if he hits the portal, it will be, after the bowl game and if he announces he's going to hit the portal it'll be after the bowl game in which case that's what three weeks away the transfer window is only 45 days long so that's already another 21 days on top of the eight that we've had and then you've got what a week or two i'm I'm probably really bad at math i'm sorry but you've probably got a week or two to figure out really who you're going to bring in immediately it's rough it's rough. The initial transfer window is that long. So it, it, it's going to be a little bit rough there, and we'll see what happens with it. I Again, I think that maybe if he tells Florida, if, if they somehow talk, because we know these things happen, maybe if he tells Florida, hey, like I'll commit to Florida and I'll transfer to Florida after the bowl game, but I won't say anything. Like I'm not going to announce my transferring until after. Maybe that's different. But even then, you're kind of tiptoeing, right? We're about to talk about the tackle situation for Florida, offensive tackle situation, which I'm happy with. I'll say that much. But first, today's episode of Locked On Gators is brought to you by Bet Online. The Florida Gators are currently nine and a half point underdogs against Oregon State this Saturday in the Las Vegas Bowl. I've said it before. I don't know if I'm touching that spread. I still don't know if I'm touching that spread. I do know that I already took the under at 52 and a half. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. I've been using it for years now. Actually, this March Madness will be six years. So it's that. It's got so much, not just basketball, football, not just college basketball, not just college football, not even just sports. You can bet on reality TV, award shows, everything. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action. Check out Bet Online. It's where the game starts. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about the tackle offensive tackle situation in Gainesville, where I wanted to bring this up a little bit because I know that we've got 2023 recruiting and we've got the transfer portal and we've got a lot going on right now. Uh, we're talking about Anthony Richardson. Would he declare? Is he going to declare? And then, of course, he did. And now Cyrus Torrance, Javon Dexter. All these guys that declare Justin Shorter. Um, Richard Garage has not publicly announced that he's leaving Gainesville to go to the NFL draft. He has accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl. Also, I think it's kind of important to say, just because he accepted an invite to the Senior Bowl 
does not mean that he is definitely gone. Like we all expect him to be gone. He talked about it earlier in the year. He was like, "Yeah, my time's running out in Gainesville." But we've seen players, Gators even, say, "I will be at the Senior Bowl," and they go, mm, "I got another year of eligibility," which Richard Garage has. So uh, I got another year of eligibility. I'm going to come back for one more. Uh, Jeremiah Moon, I believe, was the most recent Gator that did it. He said that he'd be at the Senior Bowl. Then he decided to come back to school. Then he went to the Senior Bowl the next year. Uh, which was this, this past year, and if I'm not mistaken, he got injured and couldn't compete in it, which really sucked. Um, but he was the most recent Gator to do that. It happens every year with a lot of guys where they go, I'm going to be in the senior role, and then they come back to school uh, instead, which is fine. You know, that's that's something where if a player goes, yeah, I'm going to accept the senior role invite because I know that in my back pocket I could always go back to school until it's too late. Um I will say I think Richard Garage going to the senior bowl and going to the NFL draft, I think it's the ideal scenario for the Florida Gators. Um, I've been saying all year that, or not all year, but pretty much since week three-ish, that I think Richard Garage is the second best offensive tackle on this team. I think Austin Barber has shown that he is the best one. I think that with another offseason of Austin Barber at left tackle and Michael Tarkman at right tackle, I think that you're looking at Richard Garage being either the second or third best tackle on this team. I just prefer at that point you go, okay, well, we've got some. If you've got two players who are very close talent wise, I lean towards playing the younger guy to get him more experience and then have more eligibility as opposed to playing the older guy. Maybe the younger guy transfers out. And then once the older guy leaves, you're screwed. You play the younger guy, if the older guy leaves, you you made your choice anyway, so who's starting? And you'll have this younger guy for a longer period of time. So I think Austin Barber, I think Michael Tarquin are the guys that should be starting at tackle. Again, I think Austin Barber at left tackle, Michael Tarquin at right tackle. But you also have to look behind them. Cameron Waits is someone that he's on the roster right now, came over from Louisiana with Billy Napier and Osiris Torrance and Montreal Johnson. And he's the guy that didn't participate really with the team and he didn't contribute much to the team this year uh, in game, but he's someone that there were always high expectations to a young player expected to play either tackle or guard. Maybe he steps up as a right tackle. Maybe he steps up as a future tackle option with Austin Barber or Michael Tarquin I believe. Yeah. Austin Barber and Michael Tarquin are both draft eligible after this year. I believe Michael Tarquin is draft eligible. Now it would just be a bad decision for him to go. You also look at tomorrow is December 15th. You potentially have Samson Okunlola, the pancake honcho, committing to the Gators. I know right now the perception or the feel, at least from my end, is Samson Okunlola will be a Florida Gator, which I really hope happens. But I think the O-line situation right now in Gainesville is just generally pretty good. With Osiris Torrance and Richard Garage both being NFL draft prospects and both going to the NFL draft. I know I had Ian Cummings from Pro Football Network here last year. And he was talking about Richard Garage as someone that he wants to see in the NFL last year. Now you get to see him this year. They both have the chance to shine at the senior bowl. Of course, Osiris Torrance and Richard Garage have the chance to sign at the senior bowl, as well as Ventrell Miller. But obviously, we're talking about the line here. I think it looks really good for Florida, perceptionally, right now. If you can land Samson Okunlola, if you had Austin Barber as one of the better performing young offensive tackles in all of college football, um, you just had Osiris Torrance and Richard Garage go to the NFL draft, go to the Senior Bowl. That's like, okay, well, 
Florida is now getting, first of all, uh, I believe consensus All-American, uh, I believe the tweet was Zach Ebelverde tweeted it, if I'm not mistaken, where he said um, Osiris Torrance is the first, um, the the first unanimous or consensus Gators guard All-American ever which is awesome so you have that you have richard garage going to the nfl draft you have all these good things happening i think public perception changes around changes around florida with the offensive line where you had this awesome run game anthony richardson didn't get sacked much it starts looking like florida could produce some quality offensive linemen and i think that's maybe the biggest issue where they've struggled outside of producing quality quarterbacks in the past decade or so since the Urban Meyer days. So I think that perceptionally, you really start to change how you feel about Florida. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we're available daily and free for every listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow. We're talking the bowl game. We'll have John Garcia to talk about recruiting. It's probably going to be a two-episode kind of day, but it is what it is. For your second listen, check out Locked On SEC, hosted by Chris Gordy of Sports 790. Get the best coverage on the best conference, including the best university. University of Florida for Lockdown Gators. I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports and GiantsCountryofSI.com. And I'll see you all tomorrow.